0: Hello, welcome to Fruitbox Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. My aim is that these 15 minute conversations twice a week give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now today on Fruitbox I want to talk about the future of food uh, and more specifically where we might enjoy eating it in future. Uh, Over the last number of years we've all become very used to eating out a lot more. Eating out, certainly when I was growing up, was a treat. It was something for a special occasion only and yet now it's become something quite normal. It's part of everyday life. Restaurants of every kind from the high-end white tablecloth places to the local takeaway and the supply chain that supports them have become a whole lot busier. Until coronavirus came along, that is, and suddenly the restaurant business around the world shut its doors. Literally, their business collapsed almost overnight. Little by little now, we're seeing the global lockdown is being eased and we're watching as restaurants reopen. But in these times of social distancing, will restaurants ever be the same again? And what happens to that supply chain that's helped to develop them. Joining me on Fruitbox today to look at the future of restaurants and many other things is Philippe Fontaine, the chief executive of Vlam, the organization that promotes Belgian food all over the world. Philippe joins me down the line from uh, near Brussels where Vlam is based but he's talking to me of course like so many these days from his home office near uh, Leuven. Philippe nice to speak to you, welcome to Fruitbox.
1: Hey, Chris. Nice to hear you. I'm very happy to hear you again.
0: Now, Philippe, it's an old joke that we've shared uh, before many times, but they often say that the best way to enjoy a good French meal is to eat it in Belgium. Uh, And a serious point, I I guess, that I'm making is that Belgium has a a, a fine tradition of haute cuisine that goes back very many years. And and of course you do great street food too. Uh, Belgian frites really are the very best in the world. And that's an Englishman saying it. Now, Food is eaten and enjoyed with a passion in your country, and your organisation plays a very pivotal role in taking that message about the fine quality of Belgian food around the world. In fact, Belgian fruits and vegetables profile their image on the basis of high quality and taste, just the kind of thing that a chef wants to serve to the diners in his restaurant. Now, Philippe, you're a man who knows his way around a restaurant menu, if I can put it like that, and I guess you're itching to get your feet back under a restaurant table for lunch or for dinner, sometime very soon. But after this coronavirus crisis, do you think that your favorite restaurant is ever going to be the same again?
1: Well, that's a very good question, Chris. Um, and to be honest, first of all, I hope that it will open again, uh, which is not that obvious or, or that that easy. Uh, mm. We expect that that maybe more than ten percent of these restaurants will never open again. But when it opens again, I think it uh, will be changed a lot Uh, when we see, for example, in in fruit and vegetables uh, that we have in in our restaurants, a rather high percentage of exotics. uh, I think that's something that is really going to change. Uh, We see that in fruit and vegetables, we see the same thing in meat. We see it at the the volumes that are uh, fallen away now. And when we shift back to the new normal, uh, we're quite sure that, also, our fruit, uh, fruit and vegetables in the restaurants will shift to more local, less exotic and high quality.
0: And, and do you think the, the menus will therefore be kind of more simple, that they'll be perhaps smaller and more straightforward?
1: Well, I, I don't know. Um, it's not because food is, is a fruit or vegetables or whatever are local, that menus should, should become more simple. Uh, at Flam, we, we have a website where we have uh, more than two million visitors uh, a month at this moment uh, looking for recipes. And, and there we see that they really look for the, the easy recipes. Uh, baking an egg, uh, making an apple pie, baking a fruit cake, things like that. Um, but that's uh, more the, the the confident coziness that people are looking for. When they're going back to in, in restaurants, I think they they want to have their the nice French cuisine again. But uh, mm-hmm. again, where the ingredients come from, I don't think um, that really matters. But on the other hand, what we really think is that the meals will be maybe smaller portions, but definitely more healthy.
0: Mm. And do you, do you think, therefore, that the kind of restaurant of the future could just as well actually be located kind of in your home rather than you having to go out to eat?
1: Yeah, that, that's um, something we already see right now. Um, most of the restaurants in, in Belgium, for example, are now organizing themselves in, in takeaway restaurants, even that the very high class with the Michelin stars uh, in my neighborhood, there's a Michelin star uh, restaurant. You, it it turned itself into a takeaway, Mm. still at Michelin star prices. So, so the, and, and when we come to retail, it's also the same thing, but, but the the blurring of food channels um, was already happening and will Uh, only speed up due due to the corona crisis. People Mm -hmm. are shifting from from old normal to new normal. Everybody says the same thing. And when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to meals, uh, we'll go to something in between. At this Mm -hmm. moment, we suppose everybody likes to cook a lot uh, because as you said in the beginning, we're all at home. So the time, part of the time that we win, uh, we use that time to cook together with our family. But well, the, the meetings will come up again the, the traveling will start again so there will be a lack of time again so people will go to restaurants again the convenience factor and everything uh, will come back which means that we nevertheless will go to a restaurant again
0: but do you, do you in the Fontaine household imagine that um, cooking at home and I know that you enjoy doing that will become more a regular feature of your lives or something that you kind of leave almost for the weekends when you have more time
1: well, I I think the last word you said was time uh, is, is the most crucial factor in everything, time and convenience. And when we have the time, we will cook, but in, during the week, we will not have the time. The takeaway will be there, the, the restaurants will be there. And still, but maybe that's typical, Bel- no, I don't think it's typical Belgian, uh, when you have something to celebrate. You don't stay at home. You go to a restaurant. <laughs>
0: that's true. Now, What, what does this mean uh, for the consumer attitudes to food, do you think? Uh, and, and do you think that the food that we're talking about, they'll find at local supermarkets? Or is there a new supply chain that's going to open up to cater for this new demand that, that, that we're seeing?
1: Uh, I think we will have... Um, First of all, I think retail will will never be the same again. And what we call now very easily food service, is is really mixing up with retail. And mm-hmm. it will you will not only buy your apples or your pears or your bananas in in the in the retailer, but the the food service element, the takeaway. And it was already there in most of the retailers. More in, like in Great Britain, if you look in Belgium, Albert Heijn uh, was more. Um, a convenience food service supplier than a retailer, maybe at a certain moment, mm. and this is a trend that we will see more and more. That that um, you don't go, you don't only go to a retailer to buy uh, a kilo of apples, uh, but maybe you go there to buy processed uh, fruits and vegetables that yes. is already ready. And and, and this, this mixing of buying either ingredients or either buying uh, completely prepared meals and everything that's in between that um, that will that is boosted already right now and I think this is a trend that's going to stay because in the end we all like luxury and we all like convenience and uh, well this is the way things go and this might also affect I I think on the long run uh, the restaurants.
0: Uh, But what is also true and I think it's true of many uh, certainly here in Europe and we see it in other parts of the world as well is that the consumer also likes to have contact with the producer. And, uh, and I'm sure it's true of Belgium. I'm, I know it's true here to a certain extent that even in, in cities like mine, uh, that, that uh, consumers want to have that contact to the producer, even though the producer may not be local. Now in a, in a country like Belgium, I imagine that, that many people now have found a way to, as it were, buy direct from the grower and not just for fruits and vegetables. Is that, is that the case?
1: Well, that's most definitely the case. Um, we uh, actually, it is a trend that we saw happening. And well, since, con- uh, since um, consumers are always looking for convenience, we, we started up with, uh, we, we call it the, the short chain. So the, the chain between the consumer and the grower or the producer of fruit, vegetables, meat, whatever. And there we, we really see um, that, that up to to 40,000 people a day are looking on the website. Where can I buy fruit and vegetables? Where can I buy meat directly from the producers? And when we look at the producer side, there we see that they, they all say uh, they double, they, they triple the number of visits that they have new clients. Clients are coming back, becoming the new loyal clients Mm -hmm. and um well it's really about appreciating not only the food and the quality of the food but also the producer the 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 position of the grower in this world is definitely changed due to corona it it will be real really not easy to to keep that that Position that once was well he, he was all scattered all over the place, and he was responsible for everything in the environment uh, right now we see that that air is cleaner, noise reduction everything, mm-hmm. and and the grower is still working so mm-hmm. so his position now changed, and the, the attitude from a consumer to local food has changed as well. Well, where it was fun, um, let's say, two months ago, it was just fun to buy something local. Uh, right now, it, it it's more like uh, this is a strategic choice of of consumers to buy local in order to support their local growers because they prevented them from, well, let's exaggerate a little bit, Chris, starving from that.
0: I know what you mean. And, and um, I mean, it's interesting to me here in, in, in my country that, we talk about the health service workers as being kind of key workers, but we also in the same breath talk about our farmers yeah. as being key workers. Uh, the, th- the thing that I find interesting as well is that, and Belgium is no different to other parts of Europe, in that much of the focus at food retail uh, until now has always been on price, you know, price, price, price. And, yeah. and until this coronavirus crisis it seems to me that is, because quite suddenly, uh, and you'll see this because you, go shopping for food as well price promotions have kind of disappeared from most supermarket shelves now it seems that the focus is going to be even more on the values that you were talking about on and on knowing where your food comes from and who's had a role in in producing it that's very true isn't it that's the way you think the world is today uh, and and could be for for a while to come
1: yes I, I think so too the, the, these uh, what people are are looking for we did a survey for example on on consumers um why do they buy do they buy more local food and what drives them to buy more local food mm-hmm. and then you really see appreciation for the grower uh being closely connected to the food um the the, the local as such is is really important uh he con He values his food way more high there was a well up till before the corona crisis um, food was um, extremely normal it was just there. And uh, it, it was not valued uh, mm. as it should have been. And it's always like this. When, when there's a lot of it, uh, of something, it, it's not really valued to, to its real value. And, and this is a shift that we see right now, that people realize that food is valuable and that production of food is valuable. And... Uh, with this connection to the, these, these farms where they go shopping. And we have a next channel where we say the uh, farmers really work together and what well, they call it, let's say, take away points. Mm-hmm. So in the cities, there are points where, where the farmers um, collect themselves um, their, their products and, and where people from the city who will not drive like 50 kilometers to a farm, but they can go, they, they find in the city, uh, let's say the, the farm shop in, in the city. So they're relocating the farm shop already. Um, we see now that local retailers, smaller retailers are trying to sell uh, as many local products as possible. So also there also, we see the, the blurring of uh, where a retailer didn't care where his product came from. Mm-hmm. Right now we see that retailers are really, for example, Apple juices is a very typical one in my region where the local supermarkets um, try to sell regional regional apple juices and where they're really put up front, look this is local this is from this farmer it, it was on a logistical way of, of speaking not possible uh, two months ago and all of a sudden it's it's not only possible but uh, I think they need to do it to to have a uh, counterweight to this farm shops
0: mm. and and back up back on the issue of, of uh, restaurants and so on where we might go out yeah. to eat do you think that that we might kind of go out to eat at farms uh, that we might see the growth and i know there are there are many already but of of restaurants that actually that, that the grower as it were invests in the restaurant business if you will direct at his farm
1: well we see some examples um, but there the, the really big hurdle is that the investment is is quite big substantial. It, is substantial yes and and that uh, withholds them and you need a chef and so i think due to the practical and 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 legal hurdles that are coming around these things it it won't happen too easy it's rather easy to to open a farm shop and and we have support points where you can do this or you can help them but uh on helping them opening a restaurant it's a little bit long shot i think but we see the opposite thing um uh where we see for example right now that um uh, well, where we have contacts with, with uh, hotel restaurant chains and so on, that I they say they're, they're right now already looking on how sourcing on a local base. So I think there we have the opposite movement. Uh, we, well, we can't go to the restaurant yet, uh, but for, from food service and so on, we, we hear heard these people say we're trying to, to source way more local. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think the farm restaurant uh, will be there very quickly. Uh, but the other thing that the restaurant will connect itself to farms, that that will be a trend uh, that you will never, ever think away again.
0: Mm. Uh, I, and we've seen that to a certain extent already with uh, with uh, years ago with the development of the noma uh, restaurant yeah, exactly in in in, in, the, in in denmark which was very much about cooking locally sourced food um for uh well for, for very high-end uh um, consumers and resta- yeah. restaurant restaurant uh, visitors of course um, my i'm i'm waiting for the day when we see a michelin-starred food truck that uh, parks up in a local area and you order online your food to be delivered to your door um, and it's cooked as it were locally to you Uh, but that's uh, perhaps uh, an exaggeration and and will never never happen but nonetheless it's interesting to think about it now to conclude what are kind of some of the implications of all of this for your stakeholders for the food producers of Belgium and in fact for producers of fine food everywhere it sounds to me that the, the future looks very good for them
1: exactly that that's um well, the the two things on it we all of a sudden and it's it's always like this it, well it's an english verb, you say never waste a good crisis and <laughs> uh, and corona gave the producers of fine food and of quality food but i think because i think well quality more than quantity became important and producers of quality food all of a sudden got the pole position uh but it's a little bit like in formula 1 once you have the pole position uh that's good it's an excellent position to start but it's only a start yes. uh so what we try to do now at flama with advice every producer now is you have the pole position now start thinking about how to win the race and how to keep up in this pole position
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that'll be the apart from all the other challenges in corona this will be especially for producers of fruit vegetables perishables how do we keep our local for local pole position
0: mm-hmm. That's very interesting, but I'm afraid that's all the time we've got uh, today on Fruitbox. Philippe, thank you. It's great to talk to you as always, and I look forward to enjoying a good meal with you again sometime very soon.
1: More than happy to do so. Thanks a lot, Chris.
0: Keep well, Philippe. Um, Now, I was joined down the line today by Philippe Fontaine of Blanc. You can hear and find today's conversation with him and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. They can also be found on all the major podcast platforms. Just search for the word Fruitbox. I'm pleased to say that our audience continues to grow, and it's great that so many of you are tuning in. If you want to feature in a future episode of Fruitbox, then please do drop me a line at chris at fruitnet.com. Uh, don't forget, of course, to download our new magazine apps from the App Store or Google Play. The Fresh Produce Journal and Asia Fruit are now out, and we're working hard to get Eurofruit ready for as soon as possible. They're designed to work on your smartphone and your tablet and have been developed by the same people behind The Economist, another great magazine. So please take a look. I'm sure you'll like them. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening and goodbye.